Music is a universal language. Welcome to Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Nightingale. And I'm Michael Chan. And everybody, we have a very special guest today. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show again. Nightingale, I'm not talking about you. Or are okay. you the other Nightingale who is trying to usurp our Nightingale's position here at TWMF? That sounds very sus. Okay, you are saying? You're, you're, you're wearing pink today. Pink sus. Pink is totally pink, sus. Pink, pink. Pink everything. Pink. pink everything today. But I do see you're repping Muskoka Bearware. I, yeah, I, uh, I approve. It's very warm. It's very warm. I wish I was. Because it's uh, cold outside. It's so cold. I wish I was wearing my uh, my Muskoka Bearwear shirt today, but instead, but you're I am, not. No, I'm trolling you with an Among Us shirt. Yeah, that's right. Because there's someone Among Us, and apparently the special guest wasn't me. No, no, it wasn't. But yes, you are right. She is Among Us right now on our Zoom. She is on our screen. She is an actor. She is a graphic designer. She is a singer, songwriter, and all-around superwoman. She is S.J. Riley. Hey, S.J. Hey, how's it going? Wow. Can you uh, just follow me around and introduce Absolutely. me like that wherever I go? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just uh, when you start having concerts, yep, I'm, I'm your man to, to introduce Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right, you're very welcome. Thank you. You're hired. Thank the you. queen <laughs> has arrived. <laughs> how are you doing i'm doing awesome how are you two good good i'm, I'm doing good I'm, I'm very full today <laughs> yes. i'm keeping warm so sj I, i'm wondering we just had family day long weekend mm-hmm. uh as of the recording of this episode not the release of the episode so uh did you did you eat any uh any good food over the weekend my favorite thing to order uh, on the weekend is uh, usually one of our local restaurants. It's Ooh. called the Publican House uh, Brewery. It's also my favorite beer. Oh. So my favorite beer is High Noon. It comes from there. And it's, it just so happens to be from Peterborough. Shout out. Uh, but usually they run a Sunday special. And uh, they had fried chicken on. So um, that was, and they make it like fresh there. It's so good. So um that's that's what I had. That's amazing. What about you, Nightingale? Uh, what'd you do for family day weekend and what'd you eat? I ate a lot of leftovers from New Year's and Valentine's and everything. So it's mostly home cooked foods. Amazing. Uh, yeah, because it's Chinese New Year. Um, I also ate so much, so much leftovers of, of Chinese, uh, Chinese New Year food. Also, my uncle made us uh, Chinese New Year uh, sticky rice and lotus leaf wrap. So yeah, I just, you know, boiled it a little and just, oh my God, they're so he's, he's a chef. So he's just, it's oh, makes amazing yeah. food. He also made a uh, taro cake. Uh, it, it's like in a pie tray and it's like this yummy, delicious taro. It's like savory and there's like nuts in it and, and uh, dried shrimp and yeah dried scallop it's it's really good so what are some traditional foods for chinese new year or the lunar new year what's pleasing for me what what's uh traditional in your culture uh for lunar new year it's almost the same it's basically the same as chinese food like we eat it we eat everything so you know everything (laughs) that you mentioned michael well on, on my end like uh my parents always order and they ordered for us as well this year from a restaurant called the Casa Imperial in Markham, a, uh, a lucky dish made up of uh, it's oysters, Chinese mushrooms, lettuce. And I, I know the Chinese name, which is fat choy, which just translate to hair vegetable. It's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a seaweed. Love it. <laughs> it's yeah. like black strands. And okay. um, each, each item actually has like a meaning because the, the, how you say the words, like what it's called in Chinese uh, sounds like something else that is lucky. Like fat choy, which is that uh, hair uh, vegetable that I'm talking about. Fat, fat choy means like rich. 
and oh, prosperity. So like ba choy, fa choy. It's just like a tonal <laughs> difference. A potato, potato kind of thing. Yeah, and like oyster <laughs> is like hosi, uh, and then it's like hosi, which is like good things, like good happenings. Oh, so like, yeah, like yeah little... we do a lot of these, uh, a lot of these uh, sound, one thing sounds like another thing type of things in, in our culture. And like Chinese New Year is 15 days which uh, we talked about in our Chinese New Year special. Or cool. New Year special. And Valentine's. And I was about to say that. W did you guys eat anything nice for Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah. I had, um, I made some curry. It's one of my favorite things to eat. Um, just, yeah. So some chicken and veggies and on rice. It's one of like my go-to comfort foods. <laughs> what about you, Nightingale? I kid you not, I still have leftovers. From from Valentine's or, or did you eat leftovers on Valentine's from Lunar New Year? From New Year's. Oh it's my still goodness. all from New Year's. My so. fridge is like one, no, Lunar one and a half New shelf. Year Bonanza. Yeah, one and a half shelf uh, full of, of, of Lunar New Year stuff. Uh, Valentine's Day, uh, Jessica, who's the voice of TWOMF and my wife, uh, ordered in for us a huge keg dinner so, yeah. oh yeah oh i'm steak. jealous oh my goodness mashed potatoes Ooh. oh my god yeah, yeah. salad mm -hmm. billy minor pie oh mm. yeah. see i like having my my favorite meal from the keg is filet mignon add a lobster tail on the side surf <sighs> turf mm -hmm. oh. baked potato the twice baked her twice baked potatoes are amazing so good amazing so oh good oh. <laughs> well they are a big company but we here at TWOMF like to support local small businesses mm. and today we're actually uh here to feature York Fish and Chips which is what I had for dinner earlier tonight but I did save some french fries ha ha the chips yeah, so it's uh, it's my family's go-to restaurant for fish and Yum. chips, and yeah. uh, we normally get their family meal with three halibuts and two mm. French fries or two chips. Plus, my daughter loves uh, mushy peas, so we order her one, uh, one of those. So it's really, really good stuff. Uh, Nightingale, tell our listeners more and SJ more about York Fish yeah, and Chips. Yeah, please. Yeah, York Fish and Chips. It's located at 10909 Young Street Unit 52, which is at Young and Elgin Mills in Richmond Hill. So if you're ever in Richmond Hill and looking for a local gem, you got to stop by York Fish and Chips. And why is it a gem? Well, there were views on Google and everywhere will tell you all about it. The good balance is in their batter and they've been able to keep the same clientele for many, many years. So it's a place with consistency. That is very good in a relationship for food, people, everything. Just saying. And true. so like, honestly, like because of their consistency, is there something fishy going on? Just wondering. Only with you. <laughs> Only with you, Knight. It's just a lot of love from their local customers and a lot of love that goes into their cooking. So again, if you're ever in Richmond Hill, check out York Fish and Chips. They're also available on delivery apps and takeout. Mm. See, I've never actually waited this long to eat their fries. I, I always eat it like during the meal and they're cold now, um, at least leftover fries, and they're still good. And that says something. Not not all fries are good when cold. They must be fresh cut. Mm. So good. And here's an interesting little tidbit because... um. Richmond Hill has quite a few fish and chips joints. This isn't the only one. And we will eventually feature all of them. Um, <laughs> but the vast majority of them are owned by Cantonese Chinese families. And I don't know why. I have never, like, I've never figured out why that is. I do know that at one point in the early 90s, we had a massive influx of Cantonese Chinese people moving into Richmond Hill. Uh, back then, it was a farm town. And then there was, like, massive development. But yeah, like, I don't know why the fish and chips places are like the Cantonese run ones. That's very interesting. But um, do you like fish? And is there something fishy going on? Lots. There might be something fishy going on. <laughs> might be. 
but no. yeah, SJ, do you like fish and chips? Yeah, I love fish and chips. Um, halibut, I always get, I always splurge extra for the halibut. And mm-hmm. um, we have a local uh, fish and chips place here in Peterborough that I always get from Jeff Purvey's. And it's like the exact same as you were talking about, like consistency is really good. Um, people have been going there forever. Um, it's, it's cool when you walk in, there's like, you know, all the like a boat decor (laughs) super cute yeah it's super cute so um it's downtown and i'll order from that oh my goodness like at least you know once every couple of months for sure like it's super good i've only (laughs) i've only uh ever visited peterborough three times in my life so i don't know enough about your sounds like your downtown has some like really good places to eat are there any other places you can recommend Oh my goodness. Yes, Peterborough. Everything. Oh, Peterborough (laughs) has an amazing restaurant scene. So um, St. Verona's is one of my favorite restaurants. Same with the Publican House, like I was um, mentioning um, to you previously. Um, And so those are like my two top favorite restaurants. And then we have a lot of like smaller, um, smaller restaurants. So we have one um, street called Hunter Street. And there's like restaurant after restaurant. So you have like La Masita, Gertie's, uh, Island Creams. So like anything you want, you just go to that street and like, I feel like, oh, and Hanoi House and just like a whole bunch of yeah. So like, so much food, culture, all in one spot, um, kettle drums. Um, there's, there's another restaurant there. There's, La, um, uh, La so you don't need a passport to like go to all these places. No, just wow. come to Peterborough, go to, go to Hunter street. And, uh, in the summer it is so amazing there. So, um, you just kind of go go down the road, then there'll be live music. Though there's bars, so it's it's a really cool scene. Um, and just the food is fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, this just blows my mind to hear that because like a lot of people just assume that all the good food is in Toronto and the GTA. You would never really think that once you leave the GTA. <laughs> you're going to have the same level of diversity and a good fresh food to, to actually find. But from the sounds of it, Peterborough, Peterborough's really happening. We are very happening. Yeah. It's got a very, very rich uh, music scene and food scene. So, and they kind of go hand in hand as well. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of the music scene, you are now a part of it because you started yeah. your musical career during the I pandemic. I did. Um, and it's really exciting because you have a your your first single is coming out in a few days after this uh, episode's released. Yeah, it's coming out February twenty sixth. Uh, <laughs> exciting! And what is your single called? It's called "Whoever This Was Written To." Ooh, it's like you've cool. you've been like really yeah. hyping it up, and I must say, I am so excited to hear it like just super excited and you have a music video coming as well for it yeah yep so uh, we filmed the music video um and like really small small crew (laughs) of course of course um but they were um fantastic professional um and we got it done um in a you know in a couple of a couple of shoots so it was really good so yeah we we did uh, a house kind of a house shoot so there's like a the music video starts in um a house and i'm just chilling and writing music and drinking coffee some of my favorite things to do mm. coffee is one of my favorite mm. things um too. yep i'm sure like everybody does <laughs> most people most people yes <laughs> Um, and then it's like goes to the studio and it's me kind of singing the rest of the song there. So it kind of gives some promo to um, the studio that has been my second home uh, definitely for the past six months. So, Which is Treblecock, right? Yeah. So Treblecock Studios, that's on King Street, downtown Peterborough. Uh, so they've been open since 2019 and they are a full functioning uh, they do video production, they do podcasts, they do 
um, like recording artists and everything from new artists uh, all the way up to seasoned professionals. So it's, yeah, it's an amazing space. Next time you have to, next time you're in Peterborough, Nightingale, if you're ever in Peterborough, you guys have to come check out the studio. And we'll do. Absolutely. So, okay. And the food. We'll go to the studio. We'll jam. We'll hang out. And then we'll go to one of my favorite restaurants. All right. Let's do that. But yeah, like when I first met you, actually, even before I met you, I only knew you as an actor. (laughs) And, And then one day I was like on your Instagram, like, wait, you're starting a musical career, but we're in a pandemic. So let's talk about that. What uh, inspired you to, to kind of jump into this musical career that you now have and to do it during the pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I've always, I've always been a singer. I've always been a songwriter, um, but never had that platform really to take it to the next level. Um, and then the, um, the short film that I was working on uh, in the summertime, The Compromise, um, that's how I met David, my producer from Treblecock Studio. Um, and he was working with another local artist that uh, I knew and I was you know, going to write some songs for that. Um, and then he asked me if, I wanted to do some songs um, after I had, I kind of like messaged him. I was like, Hey, you know, like I've got some of my songs. I'd like to like record them, but you know, I've never really done it before. And just kind of like, yeah, come on in. Like so welcoming and just so just arms wide open. Right. So it, it just felt right. So I get to the studio, things were great uh recorded just like a first kind of demo me sitting there kind of strumming with my guitar for whoever this was written to um and then he said you know let's let's uh let's do this like let's let's go let's take this more professionally your songs are great um you work really hard um your voice is amazing uh so let's let's take it to the next level and I said yep let's do it. And I just jumped right in with two feet. Um, and I haven't slept for like five months. So So what has the process been like producing music in the pandemic? Mm, Yeah. So we were, we, so in November when things were like not as locked down, we were able to do a lot and then kind of Christmas hit and we (laughs) were like completely shut down. So that was super difficult. Um, I would have hoped, would have liked for the single to be out earlier, but that's not the way the world works. That wasn't meant to be. Um, and so we did a COVID like isolation style, just like covers and things like that. Just trying to get like some content out there and get my name out there and get my voice out there. Um, that went over really well. That video, um, has almost 3000 views on YouTube. So I thought that was pretty good for for the weight. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, um, it was like our second one that we put out and mm. I was quite astonished with the response on that. So, well, that's I thought, well. and then, <laughs> well, I really entered, good. yeah. And I entered it into like a singing competition on um, a Facebook group that I belong to with like 50,000 plus members. Um, and there was like hundreds of submissions for this and we won, we won. It was crazy. I won like, uh, 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 what was it? 120 pounds or, or 100 pounds or something like that. It was like British pounds. <laughs> That's amazing. Great exchange yeah. rate. <laughs> I know. So that that was awesome. Um, and just kind of like, like I always love singing. Um, just and just kind of solidified like, okay, people people like this. People like this. So let's let's giver so we now we're getting more professionally into our original stuff releasing it um and then um releasing it to radio as well so we're going to pursue radio Mm -hmm. so your song 
because you've you've written more than one song right like you you have you have a, a repertoire of songs you've written why did you choose whoever this was written to david chose it he loved the song um it's it's a different kind of style of song uh it's not like your your typical um uh, pop song it's got it's kind of like a bluesy not quite country not country but like very bluesy like doesn't get to that point and like it has its own special sound i find um and i really hope that people are drawn to it so what would you say your genre is musically oh it's hard um because I, I i listen to my songs and i never really thought of that question right what is my genre um <laughs> so whoever listens with written to is listed as like r&b and soul kind of and that is my favorite stuff to sing blues i'm a jazz singer um like that's how i was trained is is jazz and musical theater so that kind of a basis really helps transform kind of sounds into that bluesy r&b soul aretha franklin kind of style <laughs> um of sound so that's that's kind of how i would place my sound is in that realm bluesy um r&b soul kind of mm-hmm. do you sound. see yourself ever branching out into like other genres as well Oh yeah. Yeah. I would love to be a multi-genre artist. That is like one of my dreams is to have like a couple of songs charting on, on different charts. Yeah. Can you rap? No. (laughs) Get a local rap artist to, to rap like in the middle of your song. There you go. Mm. That's, that's how you do it. Like Michael Chan. What are you talking about? You're the rapper. I can rap presence, that's for sure. Well, I mean, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've, I can, I can try to, to rap, but it's not pleasant. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm. Uh, Nightingale has me wrapped around her, her pinky finger. So. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you mentioned training. So, mm. so when did you train as a singer? So I have been training since I was about, mm, I'd say 10, 10 years old. Oh. I've been doing musical theater since I was about six. So I've been singing essentially my whole life. Wow. Um, and, and where were you born? Peterborough, Ontario. And raised in Peterborough. Born and raised. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Represent. So what, what is it? What is it like being raised in Peterborough? Because I, I know from what I've heard about Peterborough, a lot of changes have happened to the town over time. Totally. So what it, what, what's it been like? Um, yeah. So growing up in Peterborough was awesome. Um, I always say it's the city for country lovers. So you come here and it's got you know everything a city has except for like size skyscrapers, things like that. But um, you really have everything you need here except for like amazing awesome concerts and stuff that they have in toronto that you can't see here but (laughs) we gotta have Um, something right something that differentiates us from you there you go i (laughs) also love i love 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 toronto but anyway um peterborough and and it was always kind of like small town vibes for sure not much diversity when i was young not at all um but now lots more diversity it's awesome and I love working at the college so I work at Fleming College uh, in Peterborough and Lindsay Um, and that like I get to meet so many different people there Um, and then they stay in the town and it makes it so much better so vibrant so awesome Um, and so some of my best friends I've met through Fleming um, who are from all over the world so I, I love love that part of Peterborough that we, we are a university and a college town. So that brings a lot of different people. And I get to meet so many people uh, from all, like even all over Canada too. It's great. Like y'all have some students from out East, from out West. It's, it's great. So, um, and, and it's so interesting because like 
students want to, they want to stay in Peterborough, but it's hard because there's not many jobs. So they have to leave, but they, when they, when they get here, they're like, yeah, I love it here. As I said, it's just, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice place. And the, and it's gorgeous. Like it's on, um, like the, the autonomy is lovely. Like it goes right through downtown little lake and in the summertime, um, not COVID times, but usually we would have music fest. So that happens every Wednesday and Saturday, live outdoor music, free. It's free. You just go and you hang out. You have a good time. Um, they have a lighthouse restaurant there. So you can go what? up and you can hang out in the lighthouse and it's a restaurant and you can just sit there. And then there's gorgeous yachts coming to, uh, to the lake there and in, into the, um, into that area and and these boats are fabulous so like you can go you listen to music you go to the lighthouse you grab a drink grab some food and it's like it's so lovely and then also the holiday inn is right there and they have a gazebo restaurant and that restaurant is fantastic so it's out on a gazebo patio right on the river um and they have live music there all the time as well so like it's and it's an amazing place. I love Peterborough. <laughs> arts, uh, wow. And and so the arts has basically just been like really strong throughout your entire life in Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. And the art scene in Peterborough is is incredible. Like I always say there's something in the water here because <laughs> like everybody has some sort of amazing talent that uh, that they showcase around town right so we we so much local art scene and and it's hard right now because that's been really challenging Mm -hmm. obviously um but yeah yeah because like i was introduced to your local art scene through katisha shaw when i met her and i was just like wait you you guys have so much going on in your in your town holy oh wow so much yeah so like from musical theater to theater to small theater venues so we have we have like theater on king which is a smaller theater venue um that i've i've acted uh there before also the theater guild so i've acted Mm -hmm. i've also acted with them um and they also produce musicals as well so they do um they have uh generally like a schedule for the year and then they produce a big musical on the showplace stage um, so Showplace is our, our local um, theater where we do tons of uh, musical musical theater. We bring in local acts. We also bring in bigger acts as well. Um, and I just joined the board of directors for Showplace as well mm-hmm. uh, in January. So I'm, I'm really immersed in the local art scene as well, I'm trying to make connections and just keep it going (laughs) so you were singing since you were six you did musical theater and you acted so what did you go to university or college for business (laughs) okay so the question then is why because business is life my friend business isn't everything um marketing yeah marketing getting to know um numbers and finances so that is the driving force but you you look at the world and business is the driving force uh Mm -hmm. for that right so i i the reason why i took marketing so i went to fleming uh i'm a two-time graduate of fleming college I also worked there. So I love it there. <laughs> I never left. I left Peterborough for a little bit. I went to and lived in Toronto for a little bit, but anyway. Um, yeah. So um, I just, I'm drawing a blank. What was your question again? Uh, I oh, asked business. Why, yes. yes. So why then business? I went, so I went for marketing. I had, a, I had a, I loved a grade 12 marketing class where I made a cereal box. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, I like marketing. Let's take marketing. And then I took marketing at Fleming and then I went to Trent and did my business degree. And then I bartended for a few years. <laughs> and then I was like, damn, I need to get back into, <laughs> into the swing of things. And I went back to school for human resources. So I've got like human resources, general business and marketing, all that all into one. When did you learn uh, graphic design? Was that part of the marketing or just, you just taught yourself uh well that's totally part of the marketing um and i think branding i love branding um and brands and talking about just like the why people are attracted to brands and and stuff like that i had a really good university course um at trent 
that it was branding and the teacher was awesome. And it was like talking about cultivating a, a brand from the roots all the way. Like he was like using a tree analogy and it was like from the roots all the way up to the leaves and like why people are attracted to certain, why do people want, you know, why, why, um, his example was why do people want Harley Davidson's or like whatever you can use any brand right um, to like Adidas shoes and why do people why are people drawn to these things right so that's why I like graphic designs because I can do it myself for my own brand and then I can help others with their brand and it's kind of like your outward expression for your business right and so mm-hmm. I, I think that's that and that's where like the art I love mixing art and business and that's kind of like graphic design is totally art marketing and business so yeah it's something I actually noticed quite a bit about uh your push towards your first single which is like you have a very strong marketing sense for Mm -hmm. for your career and uh also amazing branding like like really 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 good branding and a a great website um so Let's get back to your music. Um, <laughs> how do you, I guess, perceive your brand as a musician? Um, I just, I think I just want people to identify with the music mm-hmm. um, and, and me. I'm a very positive person. I feel like I, I like to help people, um, help them feel better, right? And if, and if my music can kind of connect to that, um, that's kind of how I see my brand is just being myself. Um, and then people kind of being attracted to that because, uh, I, I just put out positive vibes and I, and I love just talking to people and just being interested in people, right. And caring about people. I think that's, I think that's infectious and I think people are drawn to that. So, um, that's what I want to portray in my songs. I want to, I want to make, I want to connect people. Um, and you know, I want to be a a cool kind (laughs) of style as well. Right. So, so is this uh, positive energy and the desire to help people? Is this the impetus to starting the stereo record label? Yeah. So the stereo records um, is out of Treblecock studio and that's going to be our label that we will be releasing uh, music and local music uh, from. So it's super exciting. We just launched that uh, last week. So, um, and of course the first single from being released from stereo records, uh, and trouble Cock studio will be whoever this is written to on February 26th. So, ah, so excited for that. Um, yeah, super excited for that. So like, do you have anyone else assigned with the label yet? Or are you like pursuing a certain leads? So, uh, that's like, David works with the artists and stuff like that. And then oh, okay. I'm, I'll help with the, the kind of like business side of things for sure. Oh. But right now we're just kind of focusing on my stuff, your stuff first. Yeah. And then, and then maybe that'll get the ball rolling and hopefully we can discover um, other amazing people and put them out there as well. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Chan, like Michael Chan, come and sing with me. And my, my budding singing career I don't even know how to sing, but sure. Uh, I've seen your videos. I like them. Uh, they're they're horribly horrible. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was asked to sing for multiple voiceover editions recently, and I just remember <laughs> sitting there after doing the the lines, the script part of it, and going, "They want me to choose a song. They want me to sing. This is going to basically lose me the." the role <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn my audition was so good but, <laughs> but oh man that ah. voice what is going on <laughs> i broke glass <laughs> uh, i'll just my excuse has always been hey i'm using my character's voice to sing <laughs> so really i i could sing better in my own voice right this isn't me this is the character yeah okay? exactly exactly well you guys don't even know your own character <laughs> You better get your stuff together. (laughs) Who are you again? (laughs) Your character's tone deaf. That's right. I'm Michael Chan. Who are you? (laughs) You talking to me? 
Are you talking to me? No. You talking to me? <laughs> so what is uh is there a is there a game plan after your single releases? Uh, are you gonna release more singles? Is there an album on the way? What let me coming. Let me tell you, All right. my friends. Let me tell you. So I have this song, whoever it was written to coming out. And then I have another song called Wine and Rage coming out. Oh, yes. It's very, it's a mood. <laughs> um, and then I have another song called Perfect Guy coming out. Um, and we have videos scheduled Ooh. for all of them with, uh, yeah, with, with our friends over at The Bubble, The Bubble the Productions. Bubble? Mm -hmm. Of which I am in. I know you are. <laughs> wink, blink, no, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. <laughs> yes, because I can't wink properly. No. <laughs> oh, I, no, I, no. I, I'm like awkwardly trying to wink into the camera. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gail, there she goes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I love uh, it. I am so excited for. Uh, for your career really i am and uh I, I just i cannot wait to listen to your single i can't wait to listen to all, all the different songs you have coming out do you like have a timeline like do you do you want to release eventually release a, an album yeah so all these will be uh on my album called semitone lover oh. instead of a semitone lower it's a semitone lover nice mm -hmm. i've been thinking about that for a while but uh, yeah. Is this like summer, fall, winter, 2021? I think we're just going to release singles and it'll just be the and make up the album. Happen. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. All right. Before we move on to the uh, Instagrammy part of our episode, <laughs> what is your website and how can people connect with you and follow your career? Yeah. So it's S-J-R-I-L-E-Y music.com. That's my website. You can find me on Insta at SJ Riley Music uh, and on Facebook, SJ Riley Music. All over. <laughs> All right. So we had been bugging you quite a bit about uh, Instagram questions to our uh, listeners. So, Nanny Gill, what have we come up with? That's exciting. Yeah. What's your favorite genre of music? We'll start with uh, asking you before we have the uh, listeners' answers. So, what's your favorite genre? Well, my favorite genre um, is definitely classic rock and blues. So I love just a good blues song, just wailing out to that. It just gets everything out. So my that's my favorite genre for sure. All righty. What about Instagram. you, Nightingale? You're not going to yeah, get out what about of this you? Yeah. yeah, and you, Michael, too. Both of you. Nightingale first. I don't know. It just changes. I just like everything. I just don't really like, you know, whatever just fits the mood. Mm, yep fair enough yeah i like almost everything but i do tend to favor when i really want to hone it down uh, with uh to pop and rock the pop and classic rock yeah specifically yeah are my two nice yeah so what about our says, listeners it, it changes over time right now it's anime themes Ooh. yeah nice dragon ball z is my favorite anime ever <laughs> um but I like, see, I like Dragon Ball, the, the series before Dragon Ball Z. That's my favorite. I grew up with that, yeah. Oh, so good. Love it. And then Dragon Ball Z, of course, because Goku. Mm, Goku. I am, uh, I'm currently obsessed with uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and the ending theme, Roundabout, is so good. It's an English song, surprisingly. It's not, uh, it's not Japanese, like an old, I think, it's 1970s. <laughs> uh it sounds a little bit like love machine but i i looked it up online like are they related and apparently the two songs were written apart and related in no ways so it's a really good song love it so are you vinyl or digital Ooh. Ooh. um i have both my song will be coming out digitally, <laughs> but I have a whole whack load of vinyl at my house. Um, one of my favorite vinyl albums. So after George Harrison, 
um, obviously the Beatles split up. And so after that, George Harrison, who is a phenomenal songwriter, one of my favorite songwriters, um, he put out um, like a triple album because he had so much songs and so um, it's called All Things Must Pass. So that is my favorite vinyl record. I like hold it close to my heart. And what about you, Nanny Gill? Mm-hmm. I like vinyl, especially the Michael Bublé Christmas album. You play oh, that on there. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Never yes. gets old. No, so good. So I, uh, I have obviously also have both. I have vinyl and I have digital. Mm-hmm. Most, most of my collection is is uh, on CD actually. But uh, I, my favorite record, my favorite vinyl is Star Wars and other galactic funk. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. we found it at a uh, one of those. Uh, what do you call it? Vintage stores. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is this Star Wars? And go like, <laughs> what? I, just, I had to buy it. It was cheap. And like whoever previously owned it, I like stuck a Star Wars poster inside the, the, the record itself, like the, the packaging. So like the sleeve, I was like, wait, so I got a record and a poster. Awesome. But yeah, like it, the, there's like the main Star Wars theme but done in like a disco style. Yeah. And then there's another track, which is like really, really lengthy. It's also disco-y, but it's like just with uh, like 70s space sounds, like <laughs> what they thought the future would sound like. Lasers and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I watched Star Trek. I'm a Trekkie, so yeah, for sure. There you go. It's just saying like, it's like, what? <laughs> the best thing. It is what am I listening to? But I love it. Yeah. My favorite record. I play it a lot. <laughs> That's so cool. Very good. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. 100% of our Instagram listeners say they are 100% vinyl as well. So, Ooh. first concert you've ever been to. Ooh, okay. So, when I was a eight, eight years old, Peterborough Memorial Center. Okay. Brian Adams, super Canadian. Um, and there's a story behind this. So my mom and her best friend, one of her best friends, Allie, Allie um, they were like, go to concerts all the time. They're like crazy at concerts, right? So I went to the concert with them and it was Valentine's Day. So it was kind of like around this time. Um, I had like a little, like, you know, those cupcakes where you get like a little ring on it. Oh. And so Right. So they're crazy concert people. So we're like, every time we're trying to get up to the front, right? We're those people. So we get up to the front. I'm like, ah, I'm like eight, right? Brian Adams is saying, da, da, da. And I like take my ring off. I'm like, take the ring. And he takes it on. He goes, will you be my Valentine? I was like, yeah. So that was my first concert experience. And I was addicted after that. So Flash forward, I saw Brian Adams again at the Peterborough Memorial Center, probably when I was, I would say about maybe 18. And then um, for my mom's birthday, her 60th, um, we took her, I took her to a, like, I bought her like five different concerts. And wow. one of them was Brian Adams. So myself, her best friend, and her went to uh, Brian Adams again. And so it's just like our thing. It's hilarious. But um, yeah, that's, that's, I know that was a, kind of a long answer to that question. But. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Brian Adams, super Brian. Canadian. <laughs> I love Brian Adams. Uh, yeah. my, my, my first concert, and it's actually one of the answers on the Google Doc. So I'm just going to get it out of the way <laughs> before Nightingale reads it. Um, my first concert, I went to see a Hong Kong singer named Jackie Chung with my mother. It's uh, my dad loves Jackie Chung and used to sing his songs all the time. And, and whenever there's karaoke, like company karaoke, like he would it's Jackie Chung's songs he would sing. So my mom took me to see Jackie. It was like, this, this is the guy that your dad sings <laughs> all the time. And uh, he was great. Although I will say, okay, that wasn't really memorable. My most memorable is the second concert I went ever went to. It was uh, also with my mom. And it was uh, a Cantonese band called Beyond. And in Cantonese, we always go, Beyond. 
you know anyways and it's like and it's like a, a, a few dudes and i i will always remember that there was a female audience member who was just screaming at the top of her lungs as the band started going into the audience and she actually like jumped onto one of them in the middle of the song i don't even know how they allowed her to do it and like they kissed and i'm like you know i don't know if that's like kosher and and like what if there's like germs or disease yolo right and now now that it's pandemic (laughs) it makes it even worse thinking back about it wait a minute (laughs) i mean okay we weren't in a pandemic back then but still something fishy is going on yeah these chinese concerts are 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 something else in hong kong like fans can get so crazy they'll try to rip like clothing and hair off of the artists they love and there's like actual official fan clubs they get special seating and it's it's wow bonkers in hong kong yeah i learned a lot growing up with uh chinese parents Uh, anywho nightingale what about you first concert uh oh nick carter at the cne yeah Yeah. he signed the album he touched (gasps) it it's mine good for you that's awesome nice that's so cool see i went to my my other memorable concert when i was a kid was backstreet boys as well so my mom took me backstreet boys twice and i was supposed to go see them for our reunion concert this past september but covid One of my most yeah, disappointing bad. concerts was I took because Jess used to be obsessed of John Mayer, oh, so yeah. like I I bought her tickets and we went. Uh, and my God, he he sings well live, but he's so boring. Like he doesn't talk. At least I don't know if he does in the states. But <laughs> when he came to Toronto, he's just like play 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 play. And then halfway through, he said one sentence: "This is a song about love." And then he's a play, 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 and then introduce the band, play, play, play at the end. I was like, wow, buddy. Yeah, you have to have a little more stage presence some, than that. Some connection with your audience? Oh, yeah. Anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I went to an Adele concert, um, and that was really good. And she was super uh, interactive with, with the audience. And that's, nice. I yeah. like that. But concerts like, are my thing. So my favorite concert venue, Budweiser Stage in toronto mm. in the summer nothing beats it you just go grab some lawn seats jam out oh nice. so good yeah favorite concert was uh also with jess at the x when hansen showed up oh, yeah. <gasps> that's right they have a lot of other songs now they're grown up they're really good they they are still doing stuff yeah they, they self-produce and they are just uh, they're they're uh, they're amazing like adult hansen is is that what their band name is called now (laughs) (laughs) it should be but no seriously (laughs) adult (laughs) hansen you will be surprised like they are like everyone always talks about umbop you need to listen to their latest albums and their christmas album like all i'm sure they hate the song umbop i bet you if you ask them like oh my god yeah what did our uh, what did our listeners say? ACDC and one of, someone else said Spice Girls. My aunt and Ooh. uncle surprised eight year old me when they were in Ohio. Wow! Oh, yep, yep. And our next question is: Team cat or team dog? One hundred percent say team dog. I'm team dog. Me too. <laughs> Nightingale. I'm team bunny because I have a bunny. You have to answer the question properly. So, cat or dog? She's going to listen, so it's Team Bunny. Team Bunny, but outside of Team Bunny. Team Bunny. What's well, number two? Team strong. Bunny. Three? Bunny one and Bunny Team two. Team Bunny. <laughs> You're being sus again, Knight. <laughs> okay, next question. What songs <laughs> cheer you up? Ooh. Okay, I'll, I'll let you think about that. So someone says, Saturday Night by Wickfield. And then someone said, like a G6. <laughs> like a G6. <laughs> I like that song, but I would never use it to cheer up. But hey, good for you, man. I think it depends on That's what I'm song. feeling. Um, anytime um, Electric Light Orchestra is on, like that is my jam. That's one of my favorite uh, classic rock bands. 
Oh my goodness. That's a loaded question. Um, my, my sweet Lord by George Harrison is probably one of my favorite songs. And every time that song, I just crank it and so like that song's just, mm, yeah. So I would, I would pick, I would suppose I would pick that song and I'm not religious. It's just the song. It's so good. <laughs> what about you? Michael Nate? Chan, Michael Chan. Okay. Uh, there is last train to awesome town by Perry grip. If I get a new device, anytime I get a new device, that is the first song I play on it because it's silly and it's fun. But I also like Shoot the Thrill by ACDC. Mm, if, it's not, if it's not lasting train to Awesome Town, it's... it's uh, <laughs> I like it. How about you, Knight? Uh, I don't know. The first song that comes to my head is Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun bop. And then, I don't know, but Marshmallow's um, Silence is actually, I don't know. It's a sad song, but it makes me feel happy. Mm, fair enough. Oh, there's also for me, um, Ghosts and Stuff, Dead Mouse. Love that song. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. And I like, um, I don't know if you, either of you have ever heard of uh, Ray LaMontagne. Um, oh, yeah. But like, You Are the Best Thing is amazing song you are the best thing that's ever happened to me so good so google that i i will i absolutely will and you should too sus night thank you thank you for having me on the show (laughs) right is that our last question all right cool well uh sj thank you so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure to get to know you more and to uh, hear more about your music because I have been so, so excited and so curious about your career and learning more about it really uh, put some perspective into your process. Thank you and so to much. hear your acapella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I just break out in a song all the time. That's just what I do. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, as I said, check out uh, sjreillymusic.com, SJ Riley Music on Facebook and Insta. And um, February 26th, whoever this was written to is coming out um, on all streaming platforms. So, awesome. And our video. <sighs> Can't wait to watch. Can't wait. I know like everybody who worked on it. I'm so excited for all of you. I know. So it was great. Uh, All right. Nightingale, how can people connect with you online? Y'all can find me on Instagram at night.nguyen. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at MichaelCWChan. I also have a website, MichaelChan.ca. Nightingale, what is our food feature once again? It is York Fish and Chips located at 10909 Young Street Unit 52, which is at Young and Elgin Mills in Richmond Hill. Mm-mm-mm. All right, listeners, um, we are still in a pandemic. And yes, our case numbers are going down. And yes, different regions are starting to open up. But we still need to maintain common sense. So please, everybody, Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay home if possible. Stay safe. And as always, stay Stay hungry. hungry. (laughs) This has been Talking With Our Mouths Full with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Music by Harrison Amer, crafts by Janine Cantrell, photography by E, and voiceovers by me, Jessica Chan. If you enjoy our adventures, please consider following or subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Want to connect with us? Maybe even participate in our podcast? Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at at TWMF Podcast. And as always, stay hungry.